So this is the most impromptu talk I have ever done. I will not even tell you where I am, except it is a parking lot of some sort, but I want to invite you today to join the parade, be a part of the parade, and choose very carefully which parade you'll be a part of. We are now in what is called in the church calendar Holy Week, thinking about Palm Sunday, that day in Jerusalem when Jesus came riding into town. It gets reenacted and in churches all over the place. Most likely, a lot of scholars feel, I was listening to a speaker, Gordon Hess, talk about this recently. Most likely there were two parades on the day when Jesus came in. Um, Jerusalem was a powder keg. We think our world is a powder keg. We get concerned about uh, politics. And if people get called to protest, will there be violence? And this date is a real memorable one on the calendar. We got nothing on Israel. Passover, you might remember, was when they would gather together to celebrate the time when God raised up a leader named Moses to overthrow their oppressors, Egypt, and destroy Pharaoh. And now their oppressors were in Rome, led by Caesar, and they were waiting for God to raise up a new Moses. Somebody else. So when it was Passover, Jerusalem would swell up to literally several times its normal size, and it was unbelievably volatile. And because of this, Rome would often put on a parade of relevance to let people know who's in charge. And most likely that would have been led by Pontius Pilate coming into town on a stallion with a couple of legions of Roman soldiers, hundreds of them, just so everybody would remember. Political power, uh-huh. Economic clout, yep. Military might, in spades. Religious authority, yeah, because the temple, the Sadducees, they were all in cahoots. And the world in which we live says that's the parade that matters. So you want to be a part of that one. Coming from the opposite direction, from the east gate into Jerusalem, is this other odd uh, motley crew parade. A carpenter rabbi riding in, not on a stallion but a donkey. Not soldiers, but little children waving palm branches. Hosanna, save us, save us, save us. And the joy was so tremendous that it could not be stopped. You know, uh, our world constantly tries to convince us that what's relevant, what matters, what you ought to give your life on, what you ought to bet your life on is money, power, success, authority, clout. And yet, and yet, and yet, we all know in our deepest heart that the accumulation of none of these can capture the human spirit or uh, fire people's imaginations the way that love can and humility can and that a courageous act of sacrifice can. And that's this parade. People didn't even really understand. And now Jesus knew. He knew for the most part they didn't understand. He knew that a lot of these people who were shouting, Hosanna today, would be shouting, crucify him in just a couple of days. And yet he said the joy at this moment, at his arrival, at the promise of his kingdom, as much as people understood it, was so great that they must be allowed to praise and cheer and celebrate. Because if they didn't, the rocks would cry out, the mountain and the hills would break forth before. When it comes to a parade, there are three kind of people. You can decide which category you are in. There are people who get in the parade. They got to dance in it. There's people that won't actually join the parade, but they'll watch it. They like it. And then there's people who don't even know there was a parade. 
And the invitation today is join the parade. Join the right parade. Join Jesus' parade. Find your joy. Find your meaning. Find your confidence. Find your delight. Find your inspiration in Him, even though we don't understand a lot. I was very moved by this. Trevor Hudson has written a book, Seeking God, and he talks about how he goes to Dallas because Trevor is a guy where he says that he would offer God a lot of devotion, a lot of study, and a lot of work, and yet it was a long, slow, difficult, uphill journey to joy. That's the invitation today. As we think about the beginning of Holy Week and, and Palm Sunday and Hosanna is joy. I was talking to a friend just a couple of days ago who was saying, I'm, I'm not sure that I experienced much of the joy of the Lord. Even though we're facing great pain and great difficulty in this week, the invitation for today, just for today, is joy. What is the joy of the Lord? So Trevor approaches Dallas and talks about my slow journey towards joy. And he gets a letter from Dallas that indicates a kind of acceptance of who I was, he wrote, but it also offered some clues regarding what I could do to enjoy and experience God more in the whole of my life. Join the parade. Join the right parade. Here's what Dallas wrote to Trevor. I love this. Trevor, being discontent and always halfway disappointed is part of what you are as a pilgrim on the earth. You're always going to feel that arrangements, whether family, church, or state, are sawdust and not bread. So get used to it. Most likely, it derives from something not bad in your early experiences that formed your feelings and sentiment and left a gap in your sensitivity. You got a hole in your soul. Something it would take a revelation from God to make you know and which you could do nothing about if you did. In other words, you'll never know what it was and it wouldn't do you any good if you did know. Introspectiveness is part of your nature. It is not bad. Do not fight it. Now here's the key. Find sources of joy and cultivate them. Find sources of joy and cultivate them. Invest in them, time and money. This is your invitation today. Join the parade. What things do you really enjoy? This is so interesting. Things that have nothing to do with family, work, or religion. This is from Dallas Willard, Trey Pastor. And the reason that that's the road to the joy of God is he is the giver of every good and perfect gift. So there is no joy that is not the joy of the Lord. We just fail to connect the dots. What three things do you really enjoy? I want you to write about three sources of pure joy that you know from your own experience. And then I love this. There is a kind of infinity in the sensibility of the human soul. We have this infinite desire for life, for more, for something. And it imposes great burdens and temptations. So now today, in the middle of Holy Week, three sources of joy that have nothing to do with family, work, or religion, because you will be reminded of the gratuitous goodness of God. Maybe it is gardening. Maybe it is golf. Maybe it is the beauty of nature. Maybe it is surfing. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's a fabulous piece of music. Maybe it's reading somebody that you just 
love to read for no particularly strategic reason at all. Maybe it's fashion. Maybe it's food. Three sources of pure joy in your life. Invest in them, time and money. Train for joy so that you too can cry out. Because if you don't, the rocks will. Join the parade. Second thoughts about joy. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you'd like to find more resources, you can go to our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the daily emails that go along with each video. You can access our full library of videos there. And you can let us know if you're interested in some of the upcoming leadership resources that we're working on right now. If you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can text us that request at 855-888-0444. Our team meets daily Monday through Friday to pray for those requests. And so thanks for letting us come alongside you in your spiritual growth journey. We'll see you next time.